NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a Delta position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin has won again at Talladega. We got one back today, brother. Good job. Great job, guys. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. A get-together that is punctuated with several different things. First, Alex Bowman. He drives for Hendrick Motorsports. He's going to sit down with Woody Kane and chat about getting over the summer slump he and his team have been in and all the changes that are happening over at Hendrick. We're going to be joined by Chris Gabehart. He's Denny Hamlin's crew chief. They won the Yellowwood 500 over the weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. Chris has got a lot on his mind, and they've still got a lot of racing left to go, and they are smack dab in the middle of this playoff run headed to Phoenix, where we'll crown a champion in about a month. We're going to preview this weekend's race at the Charlotte Roval and highlight the differences between the road course there and others that are on the schedule. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Noah Gregson is going to stop by to talk about this weekend's cutoff race at the Charlotte Roval and more. Plus, we'll have another 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson and so much more. But first, lots of news over the weekend. Since the last time we chatted with Kyle Ricky, and Kyle is here to get us all caught up. Kyle, what do you have for us? It's been a busy week of news in NASCAR as the sanctioning body, along with race teams, look to 2021. Hendrick Motorsports has announced that Alex Bowman will drive the team's number 48 car beginning next year, replacing Jimmy Johnson, who is retiring at the end of the season. Bowman will have Ally as a primary sponsor for the entire year and will continue to work with crew chief Greg Ives. Bowman and his current number 88 team at Hendrick Motorsports remain alive for this year's title, sitting sixth in the standings heading to the Charlotte Roval this weekend. A driver for the team's number 88 car for 2021 will be announced at a later date. 
It was a busy weekend in Talladega for NASCAR as all three of its national series invaded Alabama. Rafael Assard earned his first career victory in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series race. Justin Haley punched his ticket to the next round of the Xfinity Series playoffs. And on Sunday, it was total carnage with Denny Hamlin racing the victory lane in the Cup Series. That wasn't the only news going on this weekend, though. Last week, the 2021 schedule was released, and a big shakeup is coming to NASCAR. Lots of drivers have voiced their opinions on their favorite parts, including Brad Keselowski, who is more excited about actual change than anything else. Well, I think what excites me the most is it used to be every year we announced a new schedule. It was like, we moved a race by one week, but all the races were the same. It's like, well, that's not really much to announce. This is the first schedule announcement we've had since I've been a cup driver that has had significant changes. I think that's refreshing. Austin Dillon likes that the sport is fluid enough to move around and challenge drivers on new racetracks. Yeah, I think it's really exciting for our sport. I love that we change it up. I think um, not all sports are fluid like we are. We're able to move um, and change directions pretty quick. And I think that's a testament to the sanctioning body, to the owners, to um, the drivers, everybody in the sport that um, is cool to try different things. And, and it's really all about our fans. And I think adding you know, all the different racetracks that we have and, and, and then also going to different um, markets is huge for us. To see the entire 2021 schedule and the latest headlines in NASCAR, go to MRN.com. I'm Kyle Rickey. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we've got a backtracks from that wild race at Talladega. And later, Alex Bowman will join us. Yeah, this season I actually had little business cards made. Eric Rubino, fantasy baseball GM. You can keep that. Sure, the players are famous, but come game day, I decide their fate. What's that? Oh, you make 20 million? Well, I don't like your attitude. You're benched! Now, I'd never bench an all-star, but I could. That's also why I like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. With options based on my budget, they never throw me a curveball. <laughs> That's a little baseball reference for you. Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. A NASCAR Live Backtracks from the crazy Yellowwood 500 at Talladega is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube 
or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for wing sprint car talk. Whelan would like to congratulate Denny Hamlin and his number 11 Joe Gibbs Racing Pit Crew for the win at Talladega Super Speedway. They are the Whelan Pit Crew of the Week. The victory was the 44th of Hamlin's robust career, tying his hero, NASCAR Hall of Famer Bill Elliott. I've been number 11 my whole life, and a lot of it is because when I went in, got into go-kart racing when I was a kid, it was because of Bill Elliott was running the junior jobs in number 11. So I, um, I've always been number 11. Uh, I've always been a purple and white 11, which is even crazier uh, that, that it all worked out that way. But it's just, uh, you know, tying a guy that, you know, I considered the best guy I idolized that uh, it, it's very surreal for me. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It was total chaos Sunday at Talladega Super Speedway, but somehow a winner made it through. Here are some of the best in-car audio clips from the Yellowwood 500 with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Bill down to the line. Shannon Bednarik puts the green flag in the air, and we're racing in Alabama. Christopher Bell is around. He will spin to the inside of the racetrack. He will come back up the banking. A couple of other cars are collected. Looks like we cut a guy, tire guy. Yeah, put it right rear. On trouble right here at the start-finish line. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. goes for a wild slide. Uh, John Hunter is firing him down and said, uh, he said 100% his fault. Got into your left rear um, at the exit of the triangle here and turned you around. Oh, Foyer gives Harvick a shove, almost turns him in three. 14 doesn't have to worry about any help for the rest of the day. Yeah, 10 4. I kind of figured that. Couldn't see what happened. He just jumped to the middle and dumped us. Well, and if you're a Chase Elliott fan, he will be restarting at the tail end of the longest line. He got busted for speeding on pit road. Okay, we got a speed and penalty in section six. Got to start telling. Roger. I will. Not be so aggressive, I guess. Hey, Jimmy said he'd come back there with you if you want him. Nah, that's the best thing he can do is stay out there and let me in if I if a row ever gets to him. Copy. Way everybody. Oh, and now it's Almirola that'll get turned right in front of the face of the field. Oh, it's killed. I guess he didn't want to try and pass me. Just wrecked me instead. It looked like he drove right in your right rear corner bow. Did. You okay, buddy? Got a little pressure and everything? Yeah, I'm okay. Kyle Busch is around. Keep locking it down. A couple more coming. All right, get a roll in here straight when you can. It's pretty f***ing The ball's ready. Uh, the hood is blown up real bad, so I don't know how to get the hood clad. Looks like the right front fender is probably going to need to come off. And one car pinned under the Eric Almarola car. That is Alex Bowman, who got wedged underneath the Almarola machine. And we're in it. Hold the brake. Sorry, man. I just got shoved into him. I don't think we did nothing wrong there. You did good there, man. Uh, it would appear as though that the tire for Kyle Busch is let go, and it took a lot of sheet metal with it. Left rear has a rub. I smell it. I don't see it. It's the left front. Yellow. Yellow for debris. Yellow for debris. We met minimum, so if you want to come down and get a tire on it so we don't beat it up anymore. Oh, we got trouble. Jimmy Johnson's involved. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, the 14 just got sad. He just wrecked it. It was all the 14. I can't tell how tore up you are. Oh, I'm destroyed, and I just got drove through like six times by the 14. What the f*** is he thinking? That is the stupidest thing I've seen in my career. Literally. Kurt Busch is involved up in the air. The caution flag is out. You okay, man? Just key up if you can. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. 
Logano will be penalized. He's going to fall out of the top 10 right now. NASCAR says he will not be eligible to earn stage points. We're on the last lap of stage number two. He forced the drivers below the double yellow line. The field's in turn two. Pass your penalty on us this time. Pass your penalty this time. Get low here. Get on the bottom here. We'll do it this time. In line, in line, in line. We're ineligible for points this time. So just back out of it here. Got pushed, got loose, and forced down. Uh, what do you want me to do? Not really sure why you'd push your teammate down there, but I guess that's the way they saw it. Kyle Busch marred back in 24th in a absolute torn-up Toyota Camry. If you want to wait for a good finish, you gotta you gotta start sometime. I don't know when, but but you just want to ride because you think they'll wreck again. I don't know who predicts the future best. Certainly hasn't been me today. I mean, as hard as they're racing here with 30 to go, I'm, I bet they're gonna wreck again. I don't see him racing like this for 30 more without something happening. They storm back to the trioval and they're crashing. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano in the crash, Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick gets a big piece of it. They did not take the white flag. Good old Talladega. Oh, yeah. Working out pretty good then. Yep. Always does right before it blows up your face. Racing back to the checkered flag. Denny Hamlin on the inside. Matt DiBenedetto on the outside. William Byron, Ty Dillon right there at the line. Who's going to win? The scoring monitor shows Denny Hamlin has won again at Talladega. Pick up help on the bottom. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. One outside, one outside, checkered. Hell yeah. After the crap we've been through the last several weeks, like I said, he put yourself in position, we'll win our share, right? We got one back today, brother. Good job. Important. Great job, guys. Wow, what a race. I don't think there was one car who didn't have damage at the end of that one. That race also set a record as the longest race at Talladega ever. The previous length was 198 laps. That was set back in 2015. We ran 200 Sunday there in Alabama. Coming up, Alex Bowman will join us. And later, Chris Gavehart, Denny Hamlin's crew chief, will stop by. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Alex Bowman tells us what popular fall sensation he finally tried next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey guys, I'm Corey the Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. 
I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. At Victory Junction, it's simple. We believe every child, no matter their diagnosis or disability, deserves the chance to just be a kid. So we provide a medically safe environment where children who live in a world of hospital stays and doctor's visits are free to do everything from riding horses, zip lining, swimming, fishing, and bowling, all at no cost to the camper. The experience inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every child who comes here. Help us change a child's life at victoryjunction.org. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Alex Bowman has been quietly improving throughout this year's playoffs, and even after the chaos that was Talladega this weekend, or this past weekend, I should say, he's above the cut line going into this weekend's race at the Charlotte Roval. MRN's Woody Kane sat down with him to talk about the team's improvement and all the changes that are ahead at Hendrick Motorsports. I read a, a quote by you recently where you said, this is the strongest we've been into the round of 12 and the most consistent that we've been. You're coming into a streak right now where you've had top 10s in, in five of the last six races. Does it feel like, um, I don't know, a light switch coming on or more like a dimmer switch where the light's just been getting brighter as you guys have moved here? Because your performances, your stats really have been outstanding. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, obviously we started the year really strong and uh, came back from the shutdown and we're still really strong and then the summer was pretty painful. So our team has done a really good job kind of rebounding from where we were this summer. And, um, you know, we kind of got the ball rolling pretty well when we got to Dover. And since then, we've been really strong. So, um, you know, I think we're continuing to get stronger each and every week and, and building our program and you know, we made we made a, a good amount of changes on kind of how we were approaching some things, and I think that's really helped. So, um, I think we're continuing to get stronger and stronger, and it, it's really good to see. You mentioned the, the struggles this summer. How difficult is it to get out of something like that when you don't have practice to fall back on? You really, I mean, it's not like okay, well, let's try this or let's try that. You don't get that opportunity. Yeah, it was really frustrating uh, for sure. You know, we went from having dominant race cars to struggling to run top 10 in a hurry. Like the light switch went off and, and we were terrible. So, um, you know, that was that was frustrating. We tried to just go back to what we had and that didn't work. And then it was like, we had to reevaluate everything and go from there, which is really tough without practice. But I was really encouraged by the way my team handled it. Um, we have some new faces on the team this year. And, when things are going well, it's really easy for everybody to get along and, and be friends and um, and for a race team to be happy. When things start going poorly, it's really easy for all that to fall apart and it, it's hard to stay positive. And all my guys did a really good job continuing to stay positive and kind of take the positives out of every week and, and learn from every week and just continually chip away at it and get better. And I think now we're seeing kind of the, the reward of that and the reward of Nobody getting down on themselves and everybody believing in the in the race team itself. Another uh, big item this week out of Hendrick Motorsports where Chad Canal said he will be, I guess, kicked upstairs to a vice president's role at the end of the season. 
does it feel sort of like, I don't know, the, the end of your senior year at school where everybody's kind of saying, you know, see you next time or something like that? Like just big changes going on with the whole team right now. Jimmy's last year, Chad's last year, you and, and William have just signed new contracts and are, you know, with along with Chase, sort of the veterans of the team now. Yeah, for sure. I think there are a lot of changes. Um, really looking forward to, to seeing what they bring to the company. You know, I think the, the move with Chad and, and Jeff Andrews is, is really good. Um, I'm, I'm really encouraged by that and, and seeing what that brings. Um, and the thing I'm most excited about is, is Greg and I and my team, we're not changing. You know, like we, everything else is changing around us and hopefully that makes us all better, but my team gets to stay the same and uh, we just get to keep keep doing our thing. So that's, that's kind of the, the encouraging thing for me. Um, you know, before I came to Hendrick Motorsports, I, I never drove for the same race team for very long. So to have this, this I don't know, it feels like, I guess we started working together in, in 2016. So, um, you know, four or five year relationship with Greg Ives as a crew chief has been awesome. Um, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. We've, our relationship's grown and I'm looking forward to continuing to work with him. and. Uh, hopefully all the, the rest of the changes uh, help us out too. Weather's getting cooler now. I know that's got to help you being comfortable in the car, and it's a big relief to all of us after the, the hot summer we had. But I saw on social media you went straight for a pumpkin cold brew. Are you kidding me? Is that your is that your go-to now? Well, you know, there's a lot of hype around this pumpkin cream cold brew thing. And when there's that much hype, you just got to try it. So um, I tried it. It's not bad. I'm I'm a little embarrassed to say that like I drank a pumpkin drink in the beginning of September, um, but that that's okay. It happens. Um, Halloween is still at the end of October. It's not moving up, but people are already playing Christmas music anyway. So like I I don't even know what's going on. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Denny Hamlin's crew chief Chris Gabehart will stop by, and later we'll preview the Charlotte Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee Beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. Denny Hamlin's crew chief, Chris Gabehart, chats with us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
The playoffs are finally underway, and NASCAR today is ready to keep you in contention. Turns out I kind of like that spot. <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Each weekday, we'll bring you the drivers making a difference as they fight to make the championship four in Phoenix. If you're already looking at the round eight, you got to get there first. Join me, Woody Kane, as we keep an ear to the ground to let you know what drivers are thinking. Clean up these mistakes. My God, we've made a lot of mistakes this year. That's NASCAR today, right here, every weekday. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin has been on a tear this year. He earned his seventh win of the 2020 season Sunday at Talladega Super Speedway, and he gives major credit to his crew chief, Chris Gabehart. Alex Hayden had a chance to catch up with the Indiana native fresh off that win. Crew chief of the FedEx Toyota, Chris Gabehart, is joining us here, Chris. Welcome to the show, and congratulations on just a fantastic win at Talladega. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's good to be with you, and, and certainly after such a wild and crazy race to come out on top at Talladega, uh, all, of, all of us on the 11 FedEx Toyota Camry are in a good mood today. <laughs> I would say so. So before we can move forward, let's take a look back where we've been when we look at Talladega. Denny Hamlin, the driver opting, or is it the strategy? Tell us, was it the strategy or was it Denny deciding to ride at the back for the better part of the race until it was time to go all in with the chips? Yeah, the, the strategy that, that we decided uh, to employ was was one and the same with, with Denny, uh, Denny's abilities at these plate, uh, super speedway races, and, and that is just taking care of 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 his understanding of the situation, uh, his consistent ability to uh, measure risk versus reward at these uh, speedway races, uh, from an instinctual perspective, has proven over time to be uh, really good. So I just really coached coached him up all week to not alter that. You know, we had a large point lead, so for much of the race there was going to be nothing for us to gain, only to lose. When we move forward now, that win is a big one. Not only do you get the big trophy, you get the big check to take back to Joe Gibbs Racing with you, but you also get the free pass into the round of eight as far as the playoffs go, even though there's still one more race remaining in this round, and that's at the Roval at Charlotte. So how do you guys approach this coming week with the Roval? Is this a race that you can kind of take a deep breath and sit back and relax on, knowing that uh, you're safe in the playoffs? Or how do you take this approach? Yeah, that's that's a good question with this week in particular coming. Um, and I'll share with you a few of my thoughts as to why. First off, anytime there's a points play, paying race uh, in, in the NASCAR Cup Series with the way the format is now, you can never take a week off because you never know when those seven playoff points that are on the line might, might help you somewhere down the road get into the next round. And in this case, for us, it would be getting from the round of three to the championship round in Phoenix. So there's seven playoff points out there to get, and we're going to try to go get them uh, because we, we may need them in, in the third round. But the reality is, yes, it takes a huge weight off of our showers. No, knowing that we're locked in, going into such a chaotic event, and, and so many things could go wrong. I mean, you literally could miss a shift on lap one, uh, which is an innocent mistake. Plenty of drivers do it. Um, it's, it's not hard to imagine. You blow up the engine, and, and you're out of the race, and you get one point. I mean, that could happen. It's a road course race. The other thing... <laughs> This morning, I looked ahead to this weekend's forecast and noticed that there are a few raindrops in the forecast. And uh, this is one of the this is the only weekend in the playoffs where raindrops will not affect when the start time is. 
So, uh, man, I can't imagine having to try to advance through uh, to the round of, of eight um, with a rain race, the pressure that that would bring on the race team and the driver. So I am definitely glad we don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, and a job well done because of what you were able to do at Talladega. And nevertheless, you guys were in a pretty good spot points-wise. It yep. didn't matter. But still, uh, a win is a win, and everybody's in this business because winning is everything. So the Roval, then it goes on to that round of eight when you have Kansas, Texas, two mile-and-a-half racetracks, albeit very different mile-and-a-half racetracks. Mm -hmm. And then the, the short half-mile Martinsville Speedway, a track obviously – that uh, your team has an awful lot of success at over mm -hmm. the years. How do you handicap your chances over that next round to be a part of the final four? Well, it's racing, so anything can happen. But when I looked at the playoffs, I definitely looked at uh, the second round as going to be the most challenging in terms of tracks and the first and really the third round as our best rounds. And most people would traditionally look at Denny Hamlin and, and circle that first round as his strongest. Um, you know, with Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol. But the fact of the matter is, you look at the third round, we've won the last two races at Kansas. We have won a race at Texas with this rules package. And, you know, Denny always runs very well at Martinsville. So, you know, I, I really like the racetracks, the way they line up. I feel like we got a really good read on, on what we need uh, at Kansas and Texas both. Uh, and then again, like I said, at Martinsville, uh, I feel confident we'll find our way with a, with a shot to run really well at the end of that race as well. So, you know, it's going to be tough, you know, that you're going against the eight, eight best teams in the sport, but with the playoff points we have and the way the schedule lines out, I feel really good about it. Thanks, Alex. You can hear much more of this interview on this week's MRN crew call. Download it for free at MRN.com. Coming up, we'll preview the Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte and later NASCAR Xfinity Series playoff driver Noah Gregson will join us. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. If I learned one thing from this great game of baseball, it's that she'll humble you. You think you've got it figured out, you check the standings, and you're in last place again. I'm Eric Rubino, fantasy baseball GM, and I can put my team in position to win every single time, but I can't play the games, people. At least Progressive's Name Your Price tool has options based on my budget. It never lets me down, unlike my pitching staff. Amateurs! Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. We preview this weekend's race at the Charlotte Roval next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit on MAP TV. I'm Donnie Schatz, and you're watching Wing Nation. Saturdays at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. This is Brad Doty, and you're watching Wing Nation. This is Steve Post. Join Ashley Strummy and I as we talk to the biggest names in wing sprint car racing. This is Terry McCarlin. This is Danny Dietrich. This is Brian Brown. This is Greg Wilson. I'm Sheldon Hanshield. You're watching Wing Nation. This is Brent Marks, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV TV. Wing Nation, Saturday mornings on MAV TV. I'm Darren Pittman, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV TV. 
Our uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Thank you so much for making us a part of your weekly plans. It's going to be a big weekend for the NASCAR Cup Series this weekend as we will eliminate another four drivers from the 2020 championship picture. The interesting part of this weekend is the race at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's on the Roval. And with the added road courses to the 2021 schedule, we asked drivers what the differences are between the Roval and other road courses. MRN's Woody Kane has their answers. With the announcement of the 2021 schedule and many road courses in NASCAR's immediate future, what are the differences between a track built as a road course and a track like the Roval? Brad Kozlowski says the Roval might be harder considering it was added after the fact. Yeah, I think there's different types of road courses, just like there's different types of old tracks. And the Roval type of track is, uh, you know, much harder on equipment, has a really big speed delta, you know, high speed, low speeds. Um, It can be quite a handful. Talladega winner Denny Hamlin says that's what makes the Roval tough. The track surface and lack of passing zones. Yeah, it's so the way the Roval um, is is tough is that um, I think, you know, they paved some parts of it and they used previous asphalt from like parking lots and whatnot or, you know, access roads uh, for other parts of the track. Um, That's all fine and good, but like the Roval just doesn't have as many uh, passing zones and typically good road courses have uh, you know, lots of passing zones. So like the Daytona road course, for instance, uh, I think there was six legit heavy braking passing zones where once you get going through the infield of the Roval, kind of just are stuck there. You're not really, you know, there's maybe one corner that you can kind of dive bomb in there and make it work, but it's kind of follow the leader or follow the car that's in front of you for the most part once you get into the infield uh, of the Roval. It's very narrow, off camber, bumpy. Um, so uh, challenging, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm great with challenging racetracks. It's just you, you want to have passing zones, and the Roval struggles a little bit with uh, with passing zones. Las Vegas winner Kurt Busch says the Roval is almost squished into the track versus the road courses the series will visit next season. Uh, the Roval is a, a very unique road course. Uh, it's it's built within a mile and a half oval track. Uh, so a track very similar to the Roval is Daytona International Speedway's road course, but it's inside a two and a half mile. So the Roval is a bull in a china shop feel because of how big and heavy our cars are in that tight little space with that many turns and that many chicanes. Uh, whereas what the 2021 schedule is branching out to is Circuit of the Americas a permanent built Formula One style course, Road America, a course that's been up in Wisconsin for for ages, decades. I mean, back probably after World War II. I I don't know when it was built, but it's a four mile course that's spread out with a lot of high speed straightaways. 
so we're seeing a variety of road courses being sprinkled in to the NASCAR schedule where they're taking over some of the mile and a half, uh, what people reference to as cookie cutter tracks. They're, they're kind of uh, being phased out right now. And I think it's a great trend. Austin Dillon goes further and explains that riding around the Charlotte Roval is best described as rough. Well, I think, you know, there's um, some subtle differences. Obviously, the Roval, a little more technical and, and the aspect of you know, tighter corners. Got to slow down more. And then you got some big sweepers uh, that are regular corners on the racetrack in three and four. And uh, it's just kind of rough because it wasn't really originally built as a road course and some of the transitions are harsh. Um, some of the tri uh, road courses that we go, they're built road courses are just probably smoother transitions, not as rough anything. Chase Elliott agrees with both Kurt Busch and Austin Dillon, saying the Roval doesn't flow the same as other road courses. I think what makes the Roval really unique is it's just not, it's kind of like trying to fit a whole bunch of stuff in a, uh, very small area, I feel like. So the place just does not flow very good. Um, and that, that thing probably wasn't meant to be a, a road course, I would say, when they when they built it. So it's just unique, and, and there's just a lot of places around the racetrack that are really tight, not a lot of flow. I feel like the, most road courses around the country that I've been to at least have some have a, a flow to them you kind of get in a groove and it's really hard to find that groove i feel like it at the roval so um and i even think going back there this time it's hard it, it's going to be a challenge to find it I, I felt like last year uh throughout practice and throughout the weekend um i never felt like i got into a flow uh very well i feel like our car was driving pretty good but i just never could find a, a groove to get in and, and find any consistency it really wasn't until, you know, that very last run of practice and then when the race started, I felt like I found kind of some consistency to be able to back things up and do it over and over again. So I think to me, the key um, for myself personally is going to be finding that and trying to, um, you know, trying to get that dialed in and hopefully it's good enough. Let's not forget that the Roval is also a playoff cutoff race, and some big names are currently on the outside looking in, including defending champ Kyle Busch. He, along with Dylan, Clint Boyer, and Eric Almarola, need a Hail Mary strategy this weekend to make it to the round of eight. There have only been two races on the Roval so far, with Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott claiming them. Elliott has a significant cushion of points to help him get through, but Alex Bowman and Joey Logano are sitting in the 7th and 8th spots respectively, and while they have a 20-point cushion, that might not be enough if they find trouble at Charlotte or if one of the four drivers below the cut line has a great day or even wins. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Noah Gregson, and later we've got a new 48 Stories. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, 
Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. The Xfinity fastest lap in Sunday's Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Super Speedway was turned in by Brad Keselowski at a speed of 204.646 miles per hour. The Xfinity Fastest Lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity Fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Noah Gregson joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Going racing this weekend at the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Cup Series in action there. Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will handle the broadcasting duties. But this affords us the opportunity to talk to a driver who's right smack dab in the middle of the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. We're speaking of Noah Gregson of Junior Motorsports. Noah, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. You have had a fantastic season. You've got a couple of wins under your belt. You've got stage wins to your credit. You've got a decent amount of playoff points. How has 2020 been for you so far as you get ready to enter the Roval this weekend? Well, it's been, uh, it's been up and down for sure, but it, uh, it's been going good overall. So um, I'm really, really happy with how these last two weeks have gone in the playoffs at, at Las Vegas, finishing second, and then, Talladega finishing third. So um, really, really motivated with our, our number nine team at Junior Motorsports. Everybody's really confident right now. And um, we start out the year with a few wins at Daytona and Bristol and then um, had some really good speed at the beginning. And then um, I don't know what happened, but kind of lost that mojo there uh, there right before the playoffs. But uh, once we got into the playoffs, we, we got it all back. So um, super thankful to uh to be able to drive fast race cars and um definitely feel like i have an opportunity to win each and every week so um that means the world to me chatting with noah gregson of junior motorsports heading into the roval this weekend it's going to be the final road course challenge of the year the last time we were on the on a road course in the xfinity series noah you finished third at daytona on that road course you finished sixth the prior weekend at road america up in elkhart lake wisconsin where did you learn how to road race um Legend cars, I'd say. Legend cars racing out in Vegas on the road course in Vegas. I we would 
race on the oval at the bull ring, um, the, the local racetrack out there during the, uh, during the regular season. And then during the winter time, we'd go out to the road course and have an eight race series out there. So I ran that for three or four years. Um, really the first two, three years was, was full time. And then, um, just sprinkled in a couple of races after that, once I started racing in the, uh, in the K and N series and whatnot. So, um, it's always, probably one of the most fun race cars and fun racetracks I've ever raced on just because you can tandem draft and with other guys to get away from, from the pack and whatnot. It's, it's kind of like super speedway racing on a road course. So it's, uh, it, it taught me good car control, taught me uh, really how to push the limits going left and right. And so I've really fallen in love with road course racing ever since then. Well, you're going to get another chance to, uh, to utilize that skill set this weekend what makes the Roval unique outside of the obvious that part of the track runs to the infield and then part of the track uses the oval portion of Charlotte Motor Speedway? What are some of the nuances and, and unique challenges that you guys will face this weekend? Uh, well, it's supposed to rain, I think, in the schedule. Um, I was at the simulator last night with Michael Nett just trying to get him some pointers. He, uh, he was pretty good in the standings until uh, – a little bit of misfortune after the uh, the Xfinity race last year or last weekend in Talladega. So um, he's not looking great in the cutoff, but I still have a lot of a uh, lot of uh, confidence that they'll be able to uh, to get the job done there this weekend. So I went over to the simulator last night, tried to help him out, and uh, one of the things I was thinking about is that it's supposed to rain. So um, just try to get prepared for that. We've never been on that racetrack when it's uh, when it's been the rain. It's tricky enough just in the dry. So. With that being said, it's uh, it's going to be quite the uh, quite the entertaining show this weekend. I I have to assume um, tricky track, a lot of room for error, and uh, I've I've only wrecked one car in practice in my life, and and that was last year at the Roval and had to go to a backup car. So um, definitely a tough and tricky, challenging racetrack, but uh, we're ready for the uh, we're ready for the challenge. Goodyear will have wet weather tires available this weekend should they be needed. The forecast is for 70% chance and 80% chances of rain this weekend. So it looks like that you may have to utilize um, a different set of skills. Have you raced in the rain before? I have. We So we ran um, in legend cars in the rain a couple times, and um, I, I picked it up pretty pretty fast, I felt like, faster than really most of the other guys. And I practiced one time in the k series at Watkins Glen in 2018, and then we raced in the rain at Road America for a portion of the race this year. So um, we were able to lead laps at, at Road America this this year, and uh, it's just so much fun just racing on the other opposite line. It kind of equalized everybody out equipment-wise. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. Before we let you go, um, before we started this interview, you were telling me how you were on the phone with your helmet painter how did that conversation go and do you design uh your headwear uh yes so i am really um into the whole helmet design deal and um all that stuff like i i take a lot of pride and uh put a lot of time into it so i was on the phone with austin Poland out of Poland designs he uh he's been doing my helmets this year and he does really really good work just a lot of detail and stuff so um, Arai, my helmet manufacturer, they are coming out with a brand new helmet um, that 
they're introducing this weekend in the playoffs. It's called the Rise PED GP7. So um, I'm getting a new one painted um, for the rest of this year. And so we were talking about what I wanted on the helmet. So I think uh, with the Raiders being in Las Vegas, my hometown, um, I'm starting to become a fan of them. And so I'm going to do a Raiders Bass Pro Shop helmet uh, where it looks like a Raiders helmet and then it has detail of Bass Pro Shop when you look closely in it uh, with the logos and everything. So I'm envisioning something. I'm sure it will look different once I get it, but it, it always seems – I always seem to have a vision in my mind of what I want the helmet to look like in my idea, and that's what I tell him when I kind of – I'm pretty hands-on with it. And it, it usually looks like it, but not 100% like it, but it always looks probably better than what I've envisioned. And so that's why those guys get paid the big bucks, Austin Pullen and whatnot, just because of their creativity and whatnot. So I'm excited to get it. He's painting it up right now, and uh, it should be here by, I think, Friday we agreed on. So I hope it uh, gets here in time that we can wear it this weekend. Can't wait to uh, see pictures of that on social media. For those that want to see it, when you post those pictures, where can they find you on social media? Well, all my social media is at Noah Gregson, N-O-A-H-G-R-A-G-S-O-N. And so I, I'm pretty, pretty uh, much spend most of my day on social media. I guess some of my day on social media. I put a lot of time and effort into uh, to growing my platform. So I'm really hands-on there. I like communicating with the fans and, and whatnot. So, yeah, make sure to uh, give me a follow. I'll be posting those helmet pictures here soon. And we can't wait to see them. All the best to you, my friend, getting through this next round of the playoffs and getting through the Roval, whether it be sunny or wet this weekend in Concord, North Carolina. Appreciate the time, and we'll catch up soon. That sounds good to me. You guys uh, be safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. That's Noah Gregson, third on the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoff grid, headed into the Roval this weekend. Coming up, we'll have this week's 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson, and later we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. The wild ride starts at NASCAR's Lady in Black. And for 16 drivers, all or nothing the rest of the way. Fighting off elimination at the greatest tracks in the show. Threading the needle to the big one. Fighting for the right to duel in the desert. Everything possible, nothing guaranteed. Yes, please. The NASCAR Playoffs, presented by Coca-Cola. This Sunday at Charlotte on NBC. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to wave the checkered flag on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, the race is left for Jimmy Johnson as a full-time Cup Series driver can fit on one hand now, and we're celebrating his career with 48 stories. This week's episode is about his historic 2009 season. For more, here's MRN's Kurt Becker. Jimmy Johnson entered the 2009 season on the strength of three consecutive NASCAR Cup Series titles. All eyes were on the 48 team to see if history would be made with an unprecedented fourth in a row. Jimmy entered the playoffs with three wins on the regular season 
and was seated second behind his teammate Mark Martin. Out of the box at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, Martin grabbed the first win of the 10-race battle and extended his lead by 35 points over Johnson. Next up was Dover. This time it was Jimmy taking the checkers with Mark Martin close behind in second. Jimmy Johnson looking like a three-time champion should. Commanding the race here today at Dover International Speedway, he will win. The win pulled Jimmy to within 10 points of Martin. Kansas Speedway was race number three. Martin and Johnson stayed close to each other most of the day, and in the end, both finished in the top ten. From there, the championship battle moved west to the Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. In front of the hometown crowd, Johnson scored his second win in the playoffs. Jimmy Johnson comes off of turn number four. He is the first four-time winner at the Auto Club Speedway. Jimmy Johnson wins the Pepsi 500. The win gave Johnson a small lead over Martin who finished fourth that day. Charlotte Motor Speedway marked the halfway point in the 2009 playoffs, and it also marked a turning point in the battle for the championship. For the second week in a row, Johnson was back in victory lane, while his closest opponent, Mark Martin, stumbled to a 17th place finish. From Charlotte, the series moved to the short track at Martinsville, Virginia. Johnson finished second, and again added to his point lead over Martin, who finished eighth. Race number seven was at Talladega Super Speedway. Jimmy Johnson avoided the big one during a green-white checkered finish. Mark Martin did not. Mark Martin, Joe, was one of the cars involved in the accident. His car got upside down, barrel rolled, trying to refire it. He wants to make it down to cross the finish line. Mark Martin lighting up the tires with a heavily damaged car. The roof is caved in on Mark Martin's car. Sparks flying out from behind. Mark Martin's trying to win a championship. He's trying to get to the line. Johnson managed to finish sixth and left Talladega with a commanding lead of 184 points over Martin. But the luck that Johnson had at Talladega ran out on lap three the following week at Texas Motor Speedway. Johnson lost control of his number 48 Chevrolet and slammed the inside wall. It would cost him half of his point lead over Martin. Race number nine was at the Phoenix Raceway. Jimmy Johnson and crew chief Chad Canals rallied the team and came back from their disappointing finish at Texas to win their seventh race of the year. Just a championship-style run on the part of Jimmy Johnson. He has had them covered all afternoon. Jimmy Johnson will look for the checkered flag as he makes his way off turn four. If you're a three-time champion, this is the way you're supposed to race. Jimmy Johnson comes to the line, winning for the seventh time this year. He'll take it here at Phoenix, Arizona, and moves on to Homestead Miami Speedway, where he'll basically just have to show up to clinch a fourth consecutive title. The 2009 championship playoffs ended at Homestead Miami Speedway. Johnson entered the final race with a lead of 108 points over Mark Martin. Johnson started from the pole and finished in the fifth spot to secure his record-setting fourth championship in a row. Jimmy Johnson indeed makes history tonight. Just amazed. I mean, I've been trying to chase this out of my head, what this might mean to me after the disappointment of Texas. Uh, so it's going to take a little while for those things to jumpstart in my mind and get going again. But just so proud of the effort and, and to really think of, of how much I love this sport, how much I respect this sport, the greats before me, uh, the way they've carried this sport on their back, they've made it what it is, um, and then do something that none of them have done just it's unbelievable, man. I grew up on two wheels in the dirt. I had no clue I was going to end up here racing stock cars and doing something that had never been done before. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kurt. You can hear more 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson at MRN.com. All right, folks, it's that time of the week yet again. It's time for this week in NASCAR history. Here's our Susie Armstrong. Susie? Well, thanks, Mike. This week we beat it back to 1983. 
Michael Jackson's thriller shatters sales records and gobbles up Grammys. Faceman Peck, Howlin' Mad Murdoch, B.A. Baracus, and Hannibal Smith were crack commandos for hire, if you could find them, as the A-Team tops primetime TV. Negotiations break down with Mayor Koch, prompting the New York Jets to take off from legendary sports venue Shea Stadium. And Daryl Waltrip was on full thrust, dominating early, then rocketing back to the lead in the final laps of the Holly Farms 400 at North Wilkesboro Speedway. The old chrome horn. Allison is still in behind Earnhardt. In single file, they've got race traffic. Bobby looks to the high side at turn number three. It's the battle for second place. Here comes Allison on the outside. Waltrip will take the checkered flag as Bobby gets way up on the high groove. Can't get the job done as Earnhardt gets the second spot. 1993, Garth Brooks had all the pieces to a number one country song as eight going down till the sun comes up rocked country radio. The top pay sports network reached out to younger viewers as ESPN2 debuted with a Gen X lineup. Chevy Chase takes a vacation from primetime as Fox takes the axe to the Chevy Chase show after a short five-week run. And short track master Rusty Wallace made quick work of the competition, sweeping the season at North Wilkesboro. Doing what he has to do, Rusty Wallace comes out of turn four. He wins. He leads the most laps. He's now only 72 points behind Dale Earnhardt. Rusty Wallace to victory lane in the Tyson Holly Farms 400 here in North Wilkesboro. 1999, Creed soars to new altitudes with the alternative hit, Higher. Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd tracked down the real killer in the noir adventure crime thriller, Double Jeopardy. And Jeff Gordon's dominance wasn't threatened by the absence of crew chief Ray Everham as the NASCAR champ led the final 25 laps to win the Napa Auto Care 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Gordon brings them off turn number two, down the back straightaway. Fans are standing here waiting to see if Dale can make anything happen. He's right up on the bumper of Jeff Gordon at four. Tries to get to him in turn four. Gordon gets the run off the corner. He'll hold him off. Jeff Gordon wins in Brian Weitzel's debut as a NASCAR Winston Cup crew chief. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We always look forward to your checking of the events of this week in NASCAR history. That's going to do it for this week's show, my friends. We'd like to thank Alex Bowman for joining us. Also, our thanks to Noah Gregson and Chris Gabe Hart. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you as well for making us a part of your week. Until we speak next week on NASCAR Live, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. 
like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. 